Chapter thirty four of France to Scandinavia by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Alaska of Europe. I have come from Copenhagen to Christiania to write of the Alaska of Europe, away up here at the northwestern end of the continent, hanging down like a bulbous nose over the cold face of the new republic of finland is a peninsula that corresponds to the territory nicknamed by secretary seward's opponents the ice box of america this peninsula includes norway and sweden and with denmark is called scandinavia it lies in about the same latitude as alaska if i should take an airplane and fly west round the world at just the same distance from the north pole as where i am now i could look down upon juno stockholm in sweden is not far above skagway while trondheim in norway a few hundred miles above christiania is almost as far north as nome hammerfest the city of europe nearest the pole has a location corresponding to point barrow on our arctic coast of alaska and scandinavia has proportionately about as much land north of the arctic circle as we our government has bragged of its new line from seward to fairbanks as the railway of the north pole scandinavia has a steel road hundreds of miles farther north it crosses the head of this peninsula tapping great iron mines inside the arctic circle and ending at narvik a norwegian port which although much nearer the pole than bering strait has open water all the year round this alaska of europe is only half the size of the alaska of america still it is four times as large as new england it is so long that if it were laid upon the united states it would reach from the gulf of mexico nearly to canada and its southern part is as wide in some places as the distance from new york to pittsburgh sweden alone is more than four times as big as the state of ohio with massachusetts added thereto and norway only a bit smaller than minnesota and iowa taken together it is as far from vardo on the arctic coast of norway to lindesnes on the south coast as the latter port is distant from rome and the trip around the norwegian coast takes as long as to cross the atlantic this great body of land is a mass of some of the oldest rocks known to man with patches of earth here and there and with many lakes and rivers and a vast area of forests the norwegian port is mostly a stony plateau cut by long fjords or arms of the sea and the swedish part is a plain sloping down from this plateau to the gulf of bothnia and the baltic the two countries including denmark which consists of the islands and a patch of land at the foot of the peninsula have about eleven million people making up what might be called the scandinavians of today compared with alaska scandinavia is thickly populated it has twenty thousand people where alaska has one and although it is in the same latitude it supports them all and gives them a good living our alaskans belong to one of the youngest races on earth these european alaskans have come down from the oldest according to some archaeologists their ancestors were in northern europe when cheops built the great pyramid they were alive on this spot in the stone age and in the iron age that followed they sold their wares in other countries of europe it was only shortly after christ came that scandinavian ships were trading with the romans and the caliph of baghdad they exchanged amber for bronze at just about the time the chinese began to make literature 
They were sewing grain, weaving cloth, and making weapons of metal when Queen Dido laid out her ancient city of Carthage, and centuries before Romulus and Remus, fed by the wolf, had started Rome. They were old when Solomon built the temple and when Confucius first saw the light on the hills of Shantung. There are scientists who claim, indeed, that the Scandinavian race, which pure and undefiled we have with us still, dates back to more than 10,000 years before Christ. Some even believe that the Aryan race started here on the shores of the Baltic, and that this, rather than Asia, was the first home of the whites. At any rate, we have very definite records of what the people have done since the days of the Middle Ages. More than a thousand years ago, the Vikings, who lived in the coves along the Scandinavian coast, went out in their ships to trade and fight with the other nations of Europe and sailed as far south as Gibraltar. They were converted to Christianity before the year 1000 AD when they had their first Christian king. And what is of more importance to us, it was at about that time that a Norwegian crossed the Atlantic and discovered America, beating Columbus by 500 years. The man who made the discovery was a Viking named Leif, the son of Eric the Red. He crossed over to Iceland and Greenland, and from there went down the mainland of America and established a settlement which he called Vineland, or the Happy Land. There is in Christiania today a ship which is perhaps the exact counterpart of the vessel commanded by Leif. Indeed, it may be the very same ship, for it is more than 1,100 years old. It was dug out of the blue clay of the Cogstad farm a generation ago. This farm is only four hours from where I am riding and is easily reached by automobile. The ship was brought here from its burial place, not far from the sea, and it is now installed in a shed in the rear of the university building. It is of oak, and the hull and the keel are still in good preservation. By my American tape measure, it is 77 feet from bow to stern and just 16 feet wide. In the third plank from the top, there are 16 oarlocks, and the rudder was on the right side. There is no anchor shown with the ship, but I venture the one which held it was only a toy in comparison with the one on the bow of the Majestic on which I stood before starting for Europe. You could put this boat into the ballroom of the Majestic, and a hundred couples or so could still foxtrot round it. Nevertheless, it was in such a vessel that Leif Erikson crossed the Atlantic and established the first settlement on the American coast. It was a Scandinavian who first came to America, and if you will examine our records, you will find that they continued to come. The Swedes settled on the Atlantic coast almost as soon as the Dutch. They had a colony on the Delaware River known as New Sweden within 15 years after Manhattan Island was bought of the Indians, and for two centuries thereafter, the Swedish language was spoken in American churches of the Swedish Foundation. Many of the first families of Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey trace their descent from these Scandinavians. About a century ago, the Norwegian Quakers began to come to the United States, and a little later there was a great immigration of the Swedes and then of the Danes. We have in the United States 1,100,000 of these people born in Scandinavia, and with their children they probably number five millions, or one person in every 20 living under the American flag. There are more Norwegians in the United States by 100,000 than there are in this city of Christiania, and we have 200,000 more Swedes than has Stockholm. 
these scandinavians are among the best of our citizens they are far above the average of our other foreign-born in education and in mechanical and literary ability we have no better farmers and as everyone knows they take naturally to politics and have almost as much to do with governing our country as the irish like the irish they have earned a reputation as fighters just now the scandinavians are at peace but they have had many wars in the past until about eighteen fourteen the danes ruled the norwegians but when napoleon was conquered they lost out and norway joined sweden these two countries kept together until nineteen o five when norway split away and became independent electing the brother of the present king of denmark as ruler End of chapter 34